Hello, and welcome to AFM Ready. I'm your host, Kelly Miller, Recruitment Coordinator for the School of Accounting and Finance at the University of Waterloo. And every week, we like to focus on a new topic relating to the accounting and financial management program. Today, we'll spend the next 30 minutes talking about what you need to apply to AFM. Get your pen and paper ready. Today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Jackie. Jackie, thank you for being here today. Can you tell us a little bit about your role within the SAF? Hi, my name is Jackie and my role currently at SAF is as the Marketing and Recruitment Associate for the co-op term. And I can help prospective students with their questions surrounding AFM. So over the past few weeks of the AFM Ready podcast, we've explored how the business world is changing and what that means for future financial professionals. We've looked at how AFM provides unique program structure that includes SAF, 2IX, and Cruise. We've also demonstrated how you can design your own academic and career pathway through career specializations and co-op and co- and extracurricular activities. So now that you have a better understanding of the AFM program and the advantages it offers, it's time to think about what you need to apply. Jackie, for someone who thinks that maybe AFM is the right fit for them, what are the admission requirements? Yeah, so for Ontario applications, these are the requirements for admission. However, please keep in mind if you're out of province or an international student, you should refer to our U Waterloo admissions requirements webpage. So for admission into the AFM program, we require six grade 12U or M courses, which include 12U English, advanced functions, and calculus and vectors, all with a minimum of 75% um, average and an overall admission average of mid 80s. You'll also be required to complete an accounting and financial management admissions assessment called the AFMA. We also strongly recommend that you submit an admission information form the AFE. Lastly, I would also suggest that you would review the English language requirements if you need to. So above and beyond the marks, you mentioned that students have to complete something called the AFMA. What exactly is the AFMA? Yeah, so the goal of the AFMA is to assist in identifying students who will be successful in the AFM program. The AFMA consists of two components, both of which are done online. So the first one is the interview, which will help the AFM admissions committee assess your ability to communicate appropriately in a clear, concise, organized, and professional manner. And second is the trait assessment. And the trait assessment is to assess your potential in the areas of leadership, collaboration, adaptability, and problem solving. You do need to complete the interview first, followed immediately by the trait assessment. So what's the process of completing the AFMA? What do you have to do? Yes. So once you have completed your device setup and practice the the interview, I would suggest you set aside an hour to complete your formal interview and trait assessment submission. The formal interview will take about 10 to 15 minutes and the trait assessment will take you about 10 minutes. An hour will provide you with more than enough time to start so you do not feel rushed. You are also required to provide consent and to confirm your identity. This will be done at the start of the AFMA interview. You will need photo ID to confirm your identity and acceptable pieces of ID include your driver's license, your passport, which is issued within the last three years, or a government photo ID also issued within the last three years. So I can see a lot of students being really nervous about the AFMA, but is it actually hard to do? Yeah, so I think that the AFMA straightforward process. It's not meant to trick you. In fact, you can even see the questions ahead of time. 
all you need to do is to go to our staff website to see the questions. And essentially, the AFMA can be broken down into four steps. So step one, it would be to practice the AFMA interview using the Cura Academic Online Platform. You can practice as many times as you want, and the practice sessions are actually recorded, so you can go back and review your practices. You can also use your practice sessions to ensure that your video and audio is working properly. It's also an opportunity for you to practice your interview and communication skills before doing the formal AFMA interview. You also should ensure that you can be seen and heard clearly. Please pay attention to lighting, positioning, volume, and background noise. Um, as well, when showing your photo ID, hold it close enough to your webcam so that it fills the screen and be sure that it is clearly visible, readable, and focused. You can leave the practice session and come back to it again by clicking the check-in button at the bottom of your AFMA links email that you will be sent and clicking on the practice again link. If you do intend to continue practicing, do not click the start interview button. Just know practice sessions are not saved and it will not be a part of your application file. The second step is to get ready to complete your formal AFMA submission, both the online interviews and the trait assessment. So your formal AFMA submission can only be done once. Please know if you completed your setup and practice sessions a while ago, you may be required to go through the device setup and a practice session again after starting your formal AFMA submissions. Also, be sure to find a quiet setting where you will not be interrupted to complete your formal AFMA interview. Have your photo ID handy as well as have your AFMA links email open. The third step is that when you're ready to start, click the check-in button at the bottom of your AFMA links email. You will be brought to a landing page where you choose to practice again or start interview to begin your formal AFMA interview submission and click start interview. So the interview is identical to the practice session. That's why we say it shouldn't be very hard. You will have 1.5 minutes, so 90 seconds to respond to each question. Upon completion, your interview responses will automatically be submitted and added to your application file. You'll not be able to view your submitted interview. An email confirmation from Cure Academic will also be sent to confirm successful submission of your AFMA interview. The last step, so step four, is once you have completed your AFMA interview, click the trait assess assessment link from your AFMA links email. It is important to complete your trait assessment immediately following the interview. You'll be required to provide your full name, your Waterloo student ID number, and email address. Click Submit to begin the trait assessment, and once you've responded to all 78 questions, click Submit Questionnaire. At that point, you'll receive a thank you page, which is confirmation that your AFMA trait assessment was successfully submitted. There will not be a confirmation email sent to you, so you may wish to do a screen print of the thank you page just to keep for your records. So yeah, this assessment is intended to capture your first response. So your spontaneous response is usually the most accurate. If it does end up taking you more than 10 minutes to complete the trait assessment, then you are overthinking and your results are most likely not truly reflective of your traits. So the responses of the trait assessment are based on a sliding scale between agree completely to disagree completely. An example of this type of question you may receive is, would your friends consider you a risk taker? Just keep in mind there are no right or wrong answers, just respond with your first thought. So you gave us some really good tips already, but you can never have too many. So do you have any additional tips or tricks on how to complete the AFMA? Yeah, of course. So staff is interested in getting to know you better and assessing your skills beyond what your marks can tell us. We want you to do the best in the AFMA interview and have pro provided some tips um, that you can consider when preparing for your interview. So we encourage you to treat your AFMA interview as if it is a Skype job interview to ensure that your posture is proper and professional, to ensure that your photo ID is focused, clear, and at the correct distance to be viewed. 
Ideally, your webcam should also be capturing only your face and shoulders, and your interview should be done in an environment without background distraction or interruption. You also should um, ensure that you're looking to the camera to create a personal connection with your interviewer, and a great way to make sure you're satisfied with the way your responses are coming through is to um, ensure that you're doing the practice sessions. Don't forget, also, you can practice as many times as you'd like. And finally, smile, take a deep breath, have fun, and be yourself. We also look for um, communication ability. So you might want to ask yourself, can you demonstrate passion in your response, engagement with your audience, authenticity in your response and mannerisms, an articulate response, and advocacy for position within the AFM program? So basically, look professional, at least from the waist up, and <laughs> make sure mom and dad and the dog are quiet and not interrupting you. So it's probably good to let everybody around you know when you're about to do the AFMA so there's no interruptions. Yes, of course, especially with everyone working from home now. Yes, exactly. So you also mentioned something called the Emission Information Form or the AFE. When you look up emission requirements for AFM, it says that the AFE is recommended. So why should a student still take the time to complete the AFE when it's not required? Yeah, so the AFE is Waterloo's way of finding out more about you so it enhances your application. Plus, AFM uses the AFE to match you with different scholarship opportunities. So if you want to be considered for a variety of scholarships, I would highly recommend that you complete the AFE. And what kind of experience should you add to the AFE? Ultimately, we cannot tell you what to include and what to admit on the AFE. Rather, we would like for you to see what you consider important and worthy to you. So the AFE is the opportunity to brag about yourself. We want to learn what makes you a well-rounded student and what, uh, what you have accomplished before applying to our program. So some things to include are extracurricular clubs and activities you've been involved in, participation in organized sports and other recreational activities, awards and accomplishments, participation in contests, competitions, workshops and conferences, any part-time job responsibilities, volunteer experiences, and finally what you've learned from your extracurricular activities that have enhanced your personal and academic growth. Also, just make sure that you enter the average number of hours you spent doing the activity each week, that you also enter the total number of weeks doing the activity within academic year. And then academic year is um, September to August. We also want you to ensure that you include the start date and end date of the activity. If the activity is going on after you complete the eighth, uh, just enter the last day when you expect the activity to be finished. So it sounds like you should really make a whole laundry list of all your extracurricular um, clubs and activities that you've been involved in, part-time work, volunteer work, and maybe put them into different categories and then pick like the top two or three from each of those categories? Yeah, so we really just want to hear anything that you want to share with us and that uh, distinguishes you as an awesome candidate in the AFM program. Okay, so what about repeated courses or courses taken outside of your regular day school? Do those impact your application at all? Yeah, so you will be asked to provide an explanation as to why your repeated you took repeated courses or you took a course outside of your normal day school. So for courses outside of your regular day school, we do not penalize students for taking courses outside of a regular day as long as they are not repeated attempts of a course. However, we discourage this practice and ask that you explain why you did outside that you did an outside course outside of your regular day school. Admission is competitive and our goal is to admit students who have the right preparation to be successful in a rigorous full-time professional program, not just simply those with the best grades. 
Taking all courses through your regular school day provides the best preparation for success in university studies. In terms of repeated courses, due to a high level of competition, we strive to make our admission process as fair and as unbiased as possible. Repeating courses in order to improve your average provides an unfair advantage as compared to students who achieve high marks in their first attempts. For this reason, repeating a course may result in a small penalization of your overall admission score, which also may impact your eligibility for scholarships. On your AFE, you'll be required to provide an explanation for any repeated grade 12 subjects. Exceptional or extenuating circumstances will be reviewed for an exemption from this penalty, if need be. And there's a number of students out there who do IB and AP courses. What happens with those? Yeah, so your school will automatically convert your IB scores to marks, a percentage out of 100. Your school will submit your converted grades directly to OUAC. The mark submitted will be the mark used by the AFM Admissions Committee as part of your transcript to make your admission decision. However, it is recommended that you indicate that you have been in an IB program and that you provide your IB score points as part of your admission information form. When completing your AFE, be sure to use the IB course codes to indicate that the course you've taken are at the IB level. In terms of transfer credits for an AP course, that will depend on whether you have completely um, completed the full AP course and the exam or if you had completed the exam only. Transfer credit for the AP course taken by secondary school students will be assessed at the end of June once all final transcripts have been submitted to the university. If you are granted transfer credits for any of the AP courses you've taken, you will be notified by Waterloo's Registrar's Office to which at that time you will have the opportunity to accept or decline your transfer credits. So now that we know what the admission requirements are, we need to know how to actually apply. I guess this is a really good step. So what's the process? How do we apply? Your high school will and should provide you with all the information surrounding how to apply to different university programs through the Ontario University's Application Centre, or in, other, um, in an acronym, OUAC. And they will then provide you with your PIN number. Once you have applied to the AFM program, you will receive two emails. The first email being an acknowledgement email from the University of Waterloo. This email will provide you with your eight-digit Waterloo ID number, instruction on how to create your Waterloo user ID and password, the admission information form, how to submit your trans transcripts and English language documentation, as well as instructions on how to book a campus visit. The second email, it will be a next steps email from the School of Accounting and Finance. This email will provide you with instructions and link to completing your admission information form, as well as details of the format of the AFMA. A checklist of steps to complete your admission requirements and deadlines will also be added. So now we usually think of prospective students as students coming straight out of high school, but sometimes we do see students who have decided that the university or college program that they're currently in just isn't for them and they now want to apply to AFM. What's the application process like for transfer students? Yeah, so there are some basic considerations that go into the application of a transfer student. We require that you have two academic terms and that your overall average is in the mid-70s. We also require that you take the AFMA and make sure that uh, you do not attempt the assessment unless recommended by AFM because this is a non-refundable fee. We also require that you complete the English language requirement if need be, and the admissions team will also look at your high school requirements. So the above requirements also do not guarantee admission into the AFM program, so you just have to keep that in mind. And some other things to consider is that if you're beyond the year two level, you will not be eligible for the program. The start date will be in the fall term if you do uh, decide to transfer, and it's at the 1A level regardless of your transfer credits. 
So in the case that you're not admitted to the, a to the AFM program, make sure that you have a backup plan. I can see how people would think that it would be easy to transfer from one program to another because you've already been accepted into university or college, but it's really not an easy process. Yeah, so the AFM program actually only allows new students to join the program once every year in September. And if you are transferring, you will have to start the start of the program, which is the 1A term, regardless of what year you're in or any other program. So that is kind of a setback for some people who've already been um, in a program for two years. They don't necessarily want to start again um, at the 1A term. Hence why you should always have a backup plan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when applying to AFM, do you have to apply for co-op separately? No. All, AF student, all AFM students are actually co-op only students, which means co-op work terms are built right into these programs. In fact, co-op is actually mandatory for completion of the program. All the programs offered at the School of Accounting and Finance are co-op only pro programs, and there's no regular stream of studies. Um, the staff feels it's important for every student to gain valuable work experience to enhance their learning while building the resume. However, co-op placements are not guaranteed. Our co-op jobs, our co-op job process mirrors that of a real-life job search. You'll have to apply an interview for the positions available through employers who choose to hire Waterloo students. With that being said, we have a team of people who will help to prepare you for the process via professional development conferences, workshops, and info sessions. And for more information, you can always go back to our co-op related podcast, plug, plug. So we all know that um, you can be a stellar student and you can complete all the requirements. But if you don't submit your transcripts or the AFMA in on time, you're just out of luck. So tell us what the deadlines are so we can mark them on our calendars. Yeah. So here are the deadlines for September. So for early offers of admission, all students will be considered for early offers and May offers of admission by submitting an application through OUAC by February 1st and completing the AFE and AFMA by February 19th. All other documentation, including your English language requirements, if needed, also need to be submitted by February 19th. Early offers of admission will be communicated by mid-March. So if you do not receive an offer of admission, don't panic. It just simply means that the admission committee requires additional marks before we can confidently make an admission decision for you. We will hold on to your application file and you'll be considered for May offers of admission, which will be communicated by mid-May. So two dates, pretty easy. Feb 1st to submit your application and Feb 19th to submit all other documentation. Yes, exactly. Easy. Easy enough. So last question. This is my favorite question. Why AFM? Yeah, so I think AFM is a great choice for those who are passionate about not just accounting and finance, but a background in business or even as an entrepreneur. If you want to do anything in business these days, having a background in accounting and finance is very crucial for being able to understand the business world, especially if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur like so many people are currently. In addition, the mandatory co-op component really sets this program out from other accounting and finance programs because it equips you in the best way possible for job opportunities after university. Personally, I am an arts and business student who is in a co-op program um, portion of the program, but the opportunity to be in co-op has prepared me in a way that I thought was so, I never thought was so important. I've gained so many fundamental skills and I feel a lot more ready to enter the workforce after university and I'm more excited to enter the workforce after my co-op term. Well, thank you, Jackie. Now, if anybody had any questions about admission requirements or the accounting financial management program, is there an email address that they can reach out to? Yes, of course. So it's afm at uwaterloo.ca. 
Thanks for listening to our AFM Ready podcast. For more information about the AFM program, you can go to our website at uwaterloo.ca slash SAF, or you can always check out our AFM Ready website, where you can chat with current students, read student experience blogs, watch tons of videos, plus so much more. All you need to do is click the link in the description box. Until next time.